Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I am one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, what up? We got DJ D-Miles. What's good, what's good? We got Jamie the Great. Yeah. We got a special guest here, my long-lost brother. <laughs> my brother from Philly, who's uh, one of the biggest promoters in New York right now. But when I wow. first met him, he was one of the worst promoters in New York. He's coming along. <laughs> He's come a long way. <laughs> Damn. So wait, it's actually a real pleasure to have him here because I we never get to have Asian or Korean guests on here. With a beard right. on. So he might be the first Korean no, guest. He's that not we get the first on. one. First Korean guest. Isn't um yeah, he's gonna say something stupid. No, who's the, who's right the kid that um, worked at Marvel, your boy? Who worked at Marvel Comics? Uh, he did the T V show. Oh. Yeah, he's Filipino. Okay. Oh. So James, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I knew he'd say something. Well, I knew he was gonna say something. He's talking about Elaine. I knew he was gonna say some ignorant ass shit. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> he looks no nothing he like a Korean Filipino, person. Bro. Yeah, he looks Filipino as fuck. Well, I've heard my name multiple times being referenced here, so I'm glad to finally actually be here in person to yeah, you know, yes, say yeah. something. Well, it's guys. good to have a fellow <laughs> Korean brother. Over on the show, yes, and actually, like one of the only, if very few, if only, I think you're one of the only Koreans I know in Light Knife. In uh, yeah. yeah, besides I, yourself, besides myself, yeah, yeah I, I might be I, wrong, but it, let me introduce you. Yeah. Well, let's welcome James Huang. James yes, Huang, sir. thank you. Actually, I'm mispronouncing your name. Yes, it's Huang. That was it's Huang. It's Huang. It's Huang. It's Huang. Huang. As yeah. Dong. I, I like right? Wayne better. As Dong. <laughs> <laughs> James Huang. 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 The first time we referenced, oh, we mentioned him was when you were trying to grow out your beard, and we said the only, you said the only guy, the only Asian you know with a beard is James. James Huang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huang. I like Huang. Sounds making Huang sounds, sounds better. Huang. Right? You call me whatever you want to call Huang, me. Rich. Huang sounds like he's I'm gonna call like, you Richard, not not crooked. Yeah, you can call me Dick <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> Pause. Yeah, motherfuckers call me uh, Dick, Dick, Dicky, Dick. You know, Dicky song, Dick song. Anyway, James, what's good, man? Not much, man. How's the? Uh, you running New York now? What's up? I heard you running shit in New York. I'm not running shit. I'm just big time you know, just, Korean just, gangster just, in the, just, <laughs> just running shit in New York. Just good? doing what I've been doing, you know. Just doing it to a different level and you know i mean things are open now and and yeah just big, being humble big time big time yeah, so i i man. don't remember how we met what a surprise yeah <laughs> i don't surprise, remember shit. my memory is always the worst i think i think we met through sean perry sean perry good old sean and then so was, i was in vegas already so i moved to vegas in 2005 i left new york and I was probably visiting Sean, and we hung out maybe, and we he introduced you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, anytime you go to Vegas, probably hit up you. So. Yeah. All right, so I was I was always shocked because you were like the only Korean dude in nightlife with me. Yeah. No. And I, I mean, was like, and I was like, yo, I gotta s stick with this dude. Like, yeah. yeah when you met me, <laughs> my when, brother. <laughs> no, when you met me, I was deeply entrenched into that scene, which was Asian parties. You were so, doing Asian parties. Yeah, I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing what I was now. I was transitioning at that time. So I remember you came to my. Asian parties I used to run at Hero Ballroom on Fridays. Yeah. So I remember you coming with your camera and you were just being like, oh my God, you've never been around that many Asian people. No. And, I and that was. <laughs> well, you came in with a camera? Yeah, he was taking pictures and stuff. Oh, remember? Sure. I, remember well, I was that. doing like I was doing a I was doing like a blog at the time for uh -huh. my clothing brand, clothing, mm -hmm. my you know, clothing store, new. Oh, okay. So I was like taking pictures and doing the blog series, like, oh, you know, because I was traveling a lot and I'm like, yo, this is like, you know. But I've always been intrigued by Asians. 
right? Yeah. No, 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 because <laughs> I ne- break that down. Because I've never grown up with Asians. Yeah. Oh. Do you understand? And I've never really been accepted by Asians. Yeah. So I've never been in a large group of Asians. Which is weird because they, you know, they look at you and they probably look at, oh, that's just the normal yeah. Korean dude. Yeah. Wearing a beanie or a hat. Right. <laughs> Which you at know. that time, a lot of people didn't do. It wasn't like you had to dress up, you know, at that time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like people, it wasn't really accepted in the mid-2000s to be wearing sneakers and jeans and hats. Well, the thing yeah. is like I would look like a bum when I went to clubs. Uh-huh. But that was like... Because everyone dressed the fuck up, right? Everyone yeah, was in was a collar shirt. That was the button-up shirt era. Right? Yeah, everyone was like collar shirt, probably tentacle mm-hmm. shoes or some shit. You know yeah. what I, I mean? Was, I was, when I was throwing my own parties in Philadelphia, I would make my whole team dress up in suits. Yeah. Yeah. I said, like, you cannot wear hats. You can't wear sneakers or Timberlands or any gym athletic wear that is pretty much, look at me, what yeah. I wear now. Yeah. That was the, that was the yeah. biggest flex for me. Like, when I started really killing it, like, doing well in New York. Uh-huh. I would go to the clubs in shorts and, and flip flops. <laughs> he lying. No, you did I not. swear to God. You fucking lying. And they would let me in. That was always a flex. Again, you know who was the hardest? Flip flops, no socks? No socks. Just wow. walking in. I would wear like wow. shorts, flip flops. And I, mean, a, I remember that, yeah. yeah. I, used to come to, I used to come to New York and hang out with him. He get in the club with flip flops and shorts. And I'm just yeah. like, really, man? But that was a flex, though, because yeah, the, everyone man. online wow. would be like, what the? F- why are you fucking letting this <laughs> Cambodian looking say, motherfucker that, inside, right? Was it um, Elephant or. Was Pink that Elephant? Pink Elephant, yeah. That no was one way. of the events. Yeah, and the, 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 the biggest flex was Was, because Was is the tough at the door. Yeah, yeah. So nah. if I went to the door with Was... He's still the toughest. One. No, yeah. once you cool with him, that's yeah. a big flex. Mm-hmm. That's a big... Shout out to Was. You know Was. what, man? Was. Shout Was. out to Was. He, and he's also one of my favorite. Every time I see him in a in a movie or a TV show, uh-huh. yeah. I'm like, yo, fucking Was. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. He was in a... Oh, man, he was in a good one with uh, Mickey Rourke, right? The wrestler. Yeah, yeah, wrestler. Yeah. He's the brother, right? Real quick, he was manager. Real, right? real quickly, he he, you know, he's a, a he has his own band, right? He, sh- yeah. he does the shows and stuff with mm-hmm. uh, with Noah Tepperberg's brother Ricky. Anyways, like he'll invite you to a show, and if you don't show up, he'll remember. I swear to God, he'll remember, and you'll show up to the door, and he'll just ignore you. Mm. So one time that happened to me. I, I got really busy with a client, and I couldn't go. And I was like, I felt so bad. I was texting my friends who were already there. Like, how is it? He's like, Oh, it's almost finished. I was like, Fuck, I'm gonna miss it. I show up to Little Sister that night. He deaded me for like ten minutes. <laughs> deaded me like he looked. He looked looked through me like multiple times, right? And then finally he came up to me. He's like, "Yo, so what happened to you earlier?" I was like, "Wow, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had to, I had a client. I had to be out, man. I'm so sorry. I'll make it up to you." It's like, "I'm sure you will." And then he let me in. Yeah. But I was cracking up the whole time because I knew, I knew that dude. That dude, he doesn't forget anything. Yeah. So yeah, forget anything. Was Was works with Tau Group Properties, right? Uh huh. And Noah Tepperberg, like you mentioned yeah, his yeah. name, that he's like partner mm-hmm. co-owner mm-hmm. of uh the boss top group, group with jason strauss mm-hmm. and all and a bunch of other your former friends. bosses yeah yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. much mm-hmm. especially in new york <laughs> yeah. yeah and they and they own like marquee avenue yeah. beauty essex yeah. they're they're they're, yeah. they're the top yeah. top hospitality group Tau, in, yeah mm-hmm. arguably yeah. the world you know yeah. Yeah. arguably the world especially when they merged with msg and hakasan group now yeah, yeah. now hakasan yeah, right. yeah, yeah i, I mean they are the biggest if you think about it really especially yeah. in vegas oh they're, no, yeah they're for definitely sure. the biggest yeah, so we sure. have to watch what we so. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out jason and noah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have to be very james Wong loves tau group <laughs> <laughs> hashtag yeah but no i mean I, I came back to new york and i think i was going to little sister which is like the new mm-hmm. The new Tragu property, right? No, it's not. It, it's it's one of the last ones they open up pre-pandemic. I think they opened two thousand nineteen. Could be two thousand eighteen. Okay. Um. But yeah, they're you know it's the it's one of the hot spots in New York City because yeah, uh, 
there's just a lack of other places that that play that kind of music which mm-hmm. is predominantly hip-hop and yeah. exclusive you know they have was at the door which you right. know, gives it obviously a certain type of legitimacy mm-hmm. yeah you know? yeah of course. there's no one oak right now there's no avenue right now there's no you know a lot of these places that were options for people to go to it's right now just a little sister so they're pretty busy tuesday thursday friday saturday so mm-hmm. none of those venues gonna be open like the one oak avenue uh well avenues uh, demolished the whole building's you know been taken down yeah. uh, oh wow one oak is uh I think just having some legal issues opening up, but you know, holy shit! Yeah, yeah. up and down is is done. Up and down is bit. Well, they've been saying it's been done for a long time since last year. Yeah. The fucked up thing that, like, obviously post pandemic, a bunch of clubs owed a bunch of motherfuckers yeah, money. Yeah, including. Yeah. I mean, I, I was owed money for sure. And yo, I had a I had a, a serious conversation with Sujit, mm-hmm. and I said, when if you if anyone calls from any clubs that want me, do not bring up the balance, right? Because that's the last thing that these motherfuckers want to hear yeah, about is the yeah. fucking balance. Yeah, and then like anything, let's get them open. Let's get everything going, and then revisit, and then revisit it yeah. in like a month or two when they get a better idea. Yeah, when they get their better footing, because they're like, you know, they're trying to get a, they're try- trying to adapt to the mandates and yeah, you and know, staff. I, you know, obviously, I'm the, I was in a similar position, and I'm just, I was just ready to work when I was able to, right? But, um, you know, a lot of these places, they they came at you with like, "Can you work for this?" Which was obviously a cut yeah. rate, mm-hmm. and and most people t- had to take it because they had no other option, right? Yeah. But I don't know if it's the same thing in Vegas, but in New York City, anything that opened up, it was just like bananas. It was like everybody wanted to go to that place. As soon as the place opened up, it was just like nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't matter if that shit was like whack pre-pandemic. Yeah. Susan opened up. There's a line down the block and wow. sold out. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, well, wow. this promoter, this DJ is pay- getting paid less. And you guys are making like money that you probably didn't make before the pandemic, right? It's yeah. kind of I don't know, I, you know. That's just yeah. But there's been I've been talking to like some some operators in the clubs, and they owe a lot of money. They they owe a lot of back rent, you know. Some of but them they also to, got like PPP and stuff. No, yeah, I mean, but some of them got to pay that shit back. You know, not all yeah. of it was used for payroll yeah. and shit like that. So there's all these things that come into play. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't know honestly. You don't know. You don't know operations. That's the problem. Yeah. Is like you, you just know. know what you know and and what you see, right? So yeah. like. Yeah. But yeah. I will say that New York DJ rates are like the lowest, some of the lowest it's, in the country. It's historically yeah. been it's historically been that it's always, way. Yeah, it's I always been like, like that. I mean, you were, you were telling well, me you were telling me back in the day what you were getting paid, and I'm like, in New York, and I'm like, wow, like yeah, yeah. people are <laughs> son, striving to get that right now, yeah, son. Like for for the rate DJ rates to be the be worse uh-huh. than when I was DJing in the 2000s, yeah, and maybe when he was DJing in, in the, the late, late 90s, 90s right. 2000s. And the value of the dollar has probably gone up since yeah, the inflation. Like, right. It's insane. Rent, all that stuff. So, like, right? yeah. put it this way: like, when I was starting out, I don't know about never, but when you hit five hundred dollars a night, uh-huh. you was like, you was a top tier DJ. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Five hundred was like when you hit that ceiling, and you were getting five hundred a night in, yeah. in New York. You were like, yo, I, I made it. Like, which is which is crazy. But here's another thing: I don't know if this, if you was getting this, but I was getting that amount. With um no time, I was getting cash. Yeah, yeah. cash, cash. No checks or nothing. So yeah, yeah. No, no. See, I I was the era of checks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was the era. I was the era. No, no. That's like before I'm I came like, to Vegas. That's when it's yeah. now like it's Venmo and Zelle and Cash App. Is that yeah. what, how yeah. they paying them now? I mean, that's what they do in the pandemic. Allegedly, but like, yeah. But like, <laughs> allegedly, but yeah. I mean, it, it, if you can if you can get five hundred right now in New York City, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Wow, that's crazy. It's. You know, I'm like the fault, like a lobbyist sometimes for DJs because obviously I, I walk that fine line of pr- being a promoter slash 
you know, working with the operating side and, and I have the ear of the people that are the managers, the GMs, the whatever, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one pushing a lot of guys in or trying to push a lot of guys in. And then, you know, when I knew of the rates that people were getting when, when things started opening up, it was like, holy, like, I, I can't ask this guy to do something for three, three, 300 to 350. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I feel bad saying that, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and all I'm doing is trying to, like, get them up to 500, which again should be the starting conversation in my opinion mm-hmm. but uh but yeah no, so you're actually you're actually fighting to get more money for the dj <laughs> it's weird want. it's weird they come to me because they know that i have the ear of these guys who can make decisions and they're like it's just like it's just a battle sometimes you know because i have to take both sides you know because i'm not going to be like i'm going to fall on the sword for a guy to make 50 100 100 more dollars but in my my idea i'm like okay we could just sell couple bar taps and that's a hundred two hundred dollars you know what i mean like i've always been like we should compensate people if the place does well we should compensate the promoters the the djs right if -hmm. the place does well who makes more money the owners the people that work there like the service people the bartenders the Mm -hmm. the staff yeah but like there's no covid dj fund there's no covid promoter fund right it's it's something that i just want to make sure like look i've always said if i work someplace they don't make money i don't get paid you know like mm-hmm. I don't want to take when no one else is, no one else is making money. Yeah, it's the way I've always been. Yeah. But so wait, in your opinion, why are the rates so low in New York? In your opinion, or like if you can enlighten us onto why they are um, so low? I think I think if you go to any operator or someone that runs a nightclub, yeah. they're gonna be like, what? Why does why should this person get paid more? You know, what I mean, like if if someone is getting paid a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars to do Vegas, if they come to New York City, are they gonna get paid a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars? They're probably not. And because there's a thousand, not a thousand, there's a hundred other people would take that $400, that $500, right? And in their eyes, the product is pretty much the same, even though to you guys it may not be. And to me, it's definitely not, right? Because right. I know the difference between a guy who's a professional and a guy who, you know, is newer and doesn't know how to, you know, play a crowd. You know what I mean? He, he'll get stuck and you'll just see the, the, the air go out of the room and you're like, so on the operator side, the oversaturation is like, well, I can just get the next guy. Yeah, well, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's an oversupply of DJs, right? You know, you right. know and, and you couldn't even, look, you were there in 2005, right? And you left, and you were getting paid X amount. Who when, knows? When, maybe, I, when I left, right, if, like, this is when you know you hit the ceiling in New York. Mm-hmm. I was getting 1000 for a Saturday in New York. Which is great. A Friday and a Saturday, which I was getting $1,000. Mm-hmm. You can't get more than that in New York at mm-hmm. that time. Yeah. So, yeah. At that time, I was like, yo, I was like, yo, I'm, get, I'm doing Ruby Falls. I'm getting the G. I'm getting the G at PM, right? Mm-hmm. On Gansevoort. Hot, hot nightclubs, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing, and on my off nights, on like on weekdays, you get like 500 or 750. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I was making good money. So in New York, so I was like, yo, like I hit the ceiling and this is all I can make. Well, so maybe when you left, yeah. then other people came, they couldn't get that rate. And then it just slowly went down. No, nah, I think the rate was good until maybe after 2008. Recession, maybe? Recession. Yeah. And then it never went back up. It never went back up. I mean, you could be right. I, I, I think so, yeah. Yeah. You could be right. Honestly, and, and that's where it's unfortunate because I feel like there needed to be more of the top name guys being like, yo, none of us should take less. You know, like none of us should take less. Mm-hmm. And in a, in a way, when, when, you know, nightlife started back up in New York City and I know these promoters were getting cut rates. I told him, I was like, yo, if you can, don't take it. I didn't take it. I didn't take shit. Right. I was like, I'm not working for anything less than what I should, should I get paid. I won't work. I'll go there for free and I'll support. 
You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I would not let myself go down and like, did I need the money? Hell yeah. You know, I didn't work last year like a lot of us didn't. You know, mm-hmm. so. But you was yo, you was uh, you was grinding last year. Last you, year? Yeah, you was last year. You was doing. I saw you hustling, <laughs> no, son. No, no, no. You was. Son, no, not you was one of the not, first motherfuckers not, I saw on a plane going to Miami. No, 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 no. He no. was doing. I legit went to Miami. The first time I went to Miami was um, when they stopped indoor dining again in New York City. I stayed in New York the whole time. Yeah, I didn't leave from March until uh, November. I stayed the whole time, and I and I was doing this Tuesday dinner party at this 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 place that I don't want to say. And like, and I was just doing it. Wait, wait, like, what do you mean? You don't want to say? I don't want to say. It. I don't want to talk. About wait, wait. So wait, 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 wait. I was just doing this. I was doing this spot. I was doing this spot, and like legit, I was making a hundred bucks, maybe two hundred bucks, right? Some like speakeasy shit. No, it was it was it was a club, but they they rebranded as a as a uh, dinner, like a dinner party, because they had to serve food, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I would just do it just so I had something to do with my friends. So it's just like a like a underground. No, it wasn't underground at all. It was totally no? legal. It was like you had to go in. You had max ten people per table. You all had to wear a mask if, until you sit down and eat, right? Right. I think I know and the, this and they would it would they would play music and like slowly throughout the night it would like turn up and like for an hour it might feel like a nightclub with like twenty five people. Okay. And like legit, was I it a spot I DJ that before? No. Okay. No, 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 no. So I went there and and every Tuesday and I would just get like my friends together and invite a couple girls and we would you know have a dinner there and you know the operating hours in New York City were like what was it like twelve a.m. Mm-hmm. And then it was like I think 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. and then it closed right. And I, when it closed, it was, it was the winter. And I was like, "Yo, f this! I am not like I'm not eating outdoors in the winter." So that's when I started going to Miami. I was like, "This is as as long as indoor dining is closed in New York City, I'm not going to stay in New York City like every week. I can't do it. I'll, I'll get depressed." So I started going to Miami. But like every all these New York motherfuckers were going to Miami. Oh yeah. Everyone, yeah. I mean, because like I, I remember we called you one time for. An oh episode. yeah, 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 yeah. And I was, I was in Miami because I was looking at your Instagram story. Yeah, I was in Miami. And, I, I, and, and it was culture shock to me too. I remember the first time I went to a club there, and I was like, oh, no one's wearing masks. I was like, there's no social distancing because like all I knew was New York City, and right. New York City was we got hit as hard as we hard as anybody, and yeah. and people were just scared to do anything indoors i wasn't going to any apartment parties i would hear about these pandemic parties i never mm-hmm. went mm-hmm. um yeah. and then um you know like i i you know when i when i got back because i wasn't living there i was just in and out like every other week you know mm-hmm. just staying at a friend's place or getting a hotel once in a while but um were you promoting out there no you no no tables? no 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 there was there was like a bunch of different pop-ups there from new york people like bounce did a pop-up a few right. times uh-huh. um it was great to just see see like familiar faces right i remember the first time i went um i went to bounce and and jersey uh was djing for uh, a bounce pop-up party and i was in the jersey from chicago yeah jersey yeah, from yeah. chicago Shout to jersey. yeah i love him i was just in chicago last week with him but i was in the dj booth with him and there was a bottle of casamigos there and i just did so many shots with people i haven't seen in like a minute and i didn't know how to control myself i blacked <laughs> out because i was did shots with people and i didn't remember because i was so happy to be in, in a familiar place with a, a, a bottle of tequila and a, and a table and like in the DJ booth, which, you know, like 
I'm always in the DJ booth. Even, even, even the motherfuckers you don't like, you're like, yeah, let's take a man, shot. fuck it. I'm like, oh, shit. I haven't seen you forever. Yeah, on, I did shots with so many people, and I just blacked out. I was, I was so like, it was like, it was like overload. You know, it's like, it's like a. It's like a <laughs> I, I recognize you from, yeah, from so Come on, let's do it. Yeah, shot. you know, you know how That's many, crazy. You know how many like deep, passionate hugs I've I've given to motherfuckers I don't like after yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, I'm like, I haven't seen you forever. I'm like. So I hate you. So, so it's weird. See you. <laughs> so it's weird. It's because like because like in New York City you couldn't do that, right? Yeah. Optics, optics wise, and just logistics, you couldn't be at a place, right? Yeah. And so you would see these different people, like from you know wherever, maybe you know from New York, but L.A., all these other uh, uh, cities and around the country, and you would see each other out in, in in Miami because Miami, for the most part, was open. Yeah. And so that was like, it was shocking at first, and you had to kind of get used to it. But then after you got used to it, it became normal. Mm-hmm. So you when you I mean? were in Miami, were you just observing? You were just like having having a presence there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I thought I, y'all were making money. I thought y'all were some people shit. were. Some people were. A lot of a lot of promoters, uh, a lot of waitresses. Obviously, they all yeah. moved there, mm-hmm. and and it was a slow process from a lot of them coming back. Also, to, a lot of know? New York staff. Went oh yeah, to Miami. a lot of waitresses. A lot of DJs also moved. Yeah, out there. DJs, yeah. promoters. I know a lot of promoters that moved there, and they did the whole like, you know club the strip club so like boat parties the dinner party stuff which is very like for me just it's so redundant and basic but like but but people were living that life every freaking day fucking elitist over no here. no seriously come on so basic come on you would see the nightclub right and then you see the strip club and then you know blah blah 11 or or gold right. rush or whatever and then next day you see a boat and then you see like kiki's or fucking uh what's the other kiki's place by the river yeah kiki's or uh, 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 uh what is it called spice right whatever it's called right you see the same thing over and over again and then you see Mila with the fire dancer and the freaking this and that. And you're just like, dude, is there another place you guys go to? You know what I mean? Like, people have no imagination. But it's the, it was the pan, it was the pandemic. <laughs> the pandemic no? the oh my god, Tulum, Tulum. Let's go to Tulum next. All right. So like, I visited New York and I've been talking to you. Obviously, you know, we we talk to each other throughout the pandemic and post pandemic. Mm-hmm. If it seems like you blew up like after the pandemic, though. Well, and I and I was thinking like, did you? And the thing is, like, we never and I would visit New York in the past 10 years, right? Right, right. And we'd always hang out. We'd hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you started becoming our contact for getting into spots. Of course. Because we didn't, you know, we're in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking door guys change. Unless yeah. right, it's right, Wass right. outside. Right. But, like, mm-hmm. it started changing and we wouldn't be able to get in. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it's been yeah. 15 years for you guys actually being in New York City residents, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything's going to change in 15 years. Right. It'll I mean, change in three, five years, but right? The th- but the thing is, as we would go... You started having a little more power. Do you understand? <laughs> like the first time you'd be like, oh man, I'll, I'll I see think, if I can get us in, you know? Yeah, of course, of and course. Then, and then later, it and, should, and you, now it's like, yo, yeah. I don't wait more than five seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now uh, he shows up later, with shorts like, and flip Probably, too, now, right? yeah. probably, <laughs> probably in the last, what, three to four, five years? Yeah, something like that. He would I mean, be like, where you want to go? I went anywhere. And, they, and yeah. I'd be like, wait, you have pull Flex. anywhere? And he's like, Flex. I can pull anywhere. Where no. before, he would be like, I don't know about that door, but I could get you in here. <laughs> Yo, that's, you know what I'm you saying? Know, you're you're saying time, that, and it does, sound like, it does kind of sound familiar, but okay. Yo, the last time I was in New York, I saw this um, guy. I'm not going to name his name, but he used to do the doors like every club in New York back yeah. in the days. Mm-hmm. He was waiting outside to get in the venue. I guess it was one of your parties. Uh-huh. And I walked to the rope. And this is the same guy that used to diss me yeah. at venues back in the days. Yeah. Even venues I used to DJ at. 
this guy would have me wait to get inside the venue. Yeah, and and and, and I know and then, you're and wait, I know you're talking about, and he should wait. In fact, and then it was wait. so funny. I saw him. He was like, "Yo, never, what's up?" I'm like, "Yo, what's good, man?" Yeah. He was like, "You going in?" I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. He's like, "Yo, you could get me in." And, and then you came out. And, and, and I was and like, I, and I see I, what I could do. And, and then I, I asked you, you was just like, hell no, fuck, fuck that dude, dude, man. man. <laughs> and, 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 and me and the door guy were like, yo, fuck that dude. Don't and I, let and him and in. I, I just like, yo, yo, all right, man, let me see what I could do. Exactly, man. right? Yeah, that's a flex, right? Wait, he made you, yo, that's some New York shit, though. Make you wait when you got a but DJ. You, this was actually, in, you DJ. was actually in the Hamptons. Yeah. And I was DJing at the spot, and it was my night off, and I was just willing to hang out. And this guy was like, yo, yo, wait a minute, wait a minute. He had me waiting like 10 minutes. Damn. So then one of the managers came out and he saw me waiting and he was like, Never, why are you waiting outside to get in? And I was like, Yo, this homeboy said I have to wait. He pulled the, the guy aside. He was like, Yo, don't you ever make Never wait to get into a club. <laughs> you let him in right away. Yeah. So he was like, Yo, okay. I okay. think, I think you know, when it comes to that, people definitely, t- uh, they make it more about them than you know the place and, yeah. and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you could you could definitely people see people who who do doors and work in nightlife take it way like too seriously like like it's about them right but i was surprised to see this guy waiting because he's like i'm not surprised he's I, in the nightlife first industry off, it's not it's not the only place i made him wait either mm-hmm. you know he tried to come to the box sometime and like we deaded him deaded him <laughs> wow it's like yo Damn. not happening man i don't go to your place so wait wait, wait wait break that down though is that is that just because his reputation he's mistreated people in his history and then they just didn't forget and they started I, I, yeah you know, i feel like and then the tide started changing yeah. like you know like i feel like yo you're the king of your own castle stay at your own castle like you don't need to come to my place you don't need to come to put you know someone else's place unless you come the right way you know what i mean like you're not a, a, a light person you treat people the wrong and I know that. Yeah. Why would I? Why would I go out of my way to like treat you nice? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like we're not friends. Do you have my like? We're not friends. So why should I let you in? You may work in the industry. You you never like want to just be like, yeah, let me kill him with kindness. No, like, no, hundred percent no. Let me, no, let me, no. Let me, let me the, yo, the, the pandemic has done nothing but make me more like in touch with people and, and more empathetic with people. But still, shitty people are shitty people. Facts. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Wow. I mean, and he's a shitty person. We all know this. Well, I don't want to say no names. But. <laughs> Leave the names out. Damn, man. <laughs> we didn't even say his name. Bleep, 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 bleep. Wait, wait, wait. I, I got a question, though. Just to break down how door guys operate in New York, uh-huh. right? I, want, I, want, I understand, like, when I remember I, like, when I first started DJing at PM, right? There was the, the door guy for Unique and Kiki, the promoters. You uh-huh. know them, right? Unique and Kiki's door guy was Aramis. Oh, Remember man. him? I yeah, I know Aramis. Little, yeah. little before my time, but okay. Yeah, Aramis was like Kumo. He kind of had the Kumo D glasses all the time. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> he was, yeah, and he was like seven feet he, tall. Kind of like Seal? A little bit, but like a, a thin bit. Seal. Yeah, like uh-huh. a thin yeah. Seal. So I remember I started DJing at PM, and I would try to go in on my off nights, and then he wouldn't let me in. And I was like, oh, like, and then like, he would literally make me wait for like 30 minutes. <laughs> And right when I was going to leave, he would let me in. But he would do this for like maybe two months. Uh-huh. And then after two months, he started just letting me in. Yeah. But yeah, is, is that, is that weird. like you have it, to pay dues or something? It's shit? weird because I feel like back then, like it was different because doormen had personalities. But now I feel like promoters are running a lot of these places and you have to be let in if you're with a promoter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I I feel like, you know, every time I work at a place and I see the doorman kind of like, Doing things for the promoter always, I feel like I, I don't like that as much. I feel like doormen should let them, you know, it's their job to be the gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. In New York City, there's usually only one guy who, who can let you in. Yeah. Vegas is like 
fifty. It's a bunch. It's a yeah. bunch, yeah. right? <laughs> Any guy with a suit and an earpiece pretty much could let you in, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. In New York, there's usually one guy, and he like says, "Okay." Or yes or no to everybody, right? And then he one, knew, he knew one, everybody. Yeah, one or one or one A, right? There's yeah. usually like one or one or two people, right? Yeah, yeah. The host or the doorman, right? Yeah. And there's not like thousand hosts like like that in New York City. So, you know, I, I miss those days of like, because people look at you and they instantly like, who are you? What are you adding to this place? Like, how are you dressed? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Who are you with? They instantly look at, and that's what I do. I, I instantly I'm scanning the crowd whenever I'm at you know a place I work at, and I'm like, who are they with? You know what I mean? Like, are they are they getting a table? Are they with some fly they girls? Spend some money? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't even mind guys. If you're if you're like some dope guys and you come correct, I'll mm-hmm. let you in. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, if you're with a bunch of dudes and you're not dressed right, I'm like, not it's happening. Not, happen. not yeah. happening. Of course. I don't care if you're spending money. I don't want you in here. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you know what I mean. I don't have to take it in. But Jamie, what, Jamie, what are you adding to the room? <laughs> yeah. I'm just taking up room at this point. <laughs> I'm not, I'm yeah, not it's, it's, it's a harsh way to think about it, but it's a, it's a value Wait, add. You know? So back in the day, back in the day, I respect it though. I mean, okay, you have no choice. Back in the day, <laughs> if a promoter, if a promoter went to the door guy and said, "Let these guys in," the door guy could say, "I'll let them in when I let them in." Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Right? Now, I mean, the, depending on who you were, like you could be the 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 main promoter or the right. top guy. And or the guy who's the the friends with the owner, yeah. and then you just have more like freedom to 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 let things happen faster. Whereas if you're just like just a normal guy in, in the thing, like and you don't have a great relationship with the doorman, yeah, mm-hmm. they'll dead your people. And I'm all about that. Why? Just because they know the promoter, they should get in in in, in, a, in a small room, right? You're taking mm-hmm. up space. If if they're able to to be more selective, let them be selective. That's their choice. Yeah. And I and I and it's I respect a, that. It's literally a, an additional buffer. Pretty yeah, much, it's, right? I yeah. respect that. When I was coming up, when I was coming up, I got deaded all the time, all the time. I know. And you know what? It would be it would be like a, you, you have how, to pay dues, man. How does it not yeah. hurt your ego? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How does it yeah. not hurt your ego that your friends can't get in? And you feel bad that your friends can't get in, but like you see people coming out the venue, and then yeah. you, you waiting at the rope. Yeah. It's like, yo, why you not in there? <laughs> you just had the worst when they like. Just had to, <laughs> 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 you like, Crooked, you outside? <laughs> go in. Go. I'm like, yo, he's not letting me. He's not letting me in, yo. I can't get past the rope. That's humbling, though, for sure. Yo, I never. Yeah. Go ahead. No, but but I mean, at the end of the day, it's you have to get doper friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I never forget when I first started going to Tao before I was even working there, trying to like get in, and I first started working yeah the door dude was sweating me but he was from new york chris jordan remember chris jordan oh, yeah, yeah yeah but he was like seasoning me Love chris jordan, like yeah. as, as we got yeah. to know each other he was hella cool but yeah. those first few times no and and it should be i mean like he's like what you doing here you should well, be i feel like it becomes, what are you doing? i think it's like a mutual respect yeah. right because yeah. then you start respecting his yeah job, right? i did yeah. yeah no you you shouldn't make people feel comfortable too quickly because yeah. mm-hmm. when you do they don't come sometimes with respect right yeah unless unless you know there's somebody who's Who's like should know better? And mm-hmm. like he's he's a guy like you know he's an old school DJ or he's a he's a guy in nightlife or he knows you know he's ex you know so and so right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if he's some random dude, a friend or whatever, like all right, make him wait for a little bit <laughs> or right. say no if you can. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. I don't mind that at all. I mean, you can't take offense to that. Be like, okay. If I'm, yeah. When I used to get deaded before, like I was really into the scene, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> what am I gonna go home and cry and like I, I used to hope wanna, that next week will be better? <laughs> I used to want to fight that dude. <laughs> but like you said, eventually you get cool with that cool yeah, door guy. Yeah. And y'all like best friends. Yeah. And shit, man. It's like, all my all my boys that come out with me, you know, they know the door staff so well. They don't they don't need me when to go outside. They just mm. come right in. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't need to text them. And be like, 
uh, can you get crooked outside? Can you get never outside? Nah, I always you? have to tell. I mean, like, yo, you got to come get me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right. I used to hate that when you DJ and they'd be like, yo, can you come to the door and get me? I'm like, I'm nah, DJing right now. Yeah, I can't yeah. do nothing. Sorry. I, I put you on the guest list. But like, <laughs> oh, they don't have my name. So wait, <laughs> so wait. Now the now the door guys they they're at the mercy of the promoters. Pretty no, much. I feel like I feel like you know just depends like a, on the door. Yeah, it depends on the door, but it's definitely just a lot of promoter driven places. And yeah, I I. Me personally, I don't really like promoter driven places. I like places that are a little bit more organic that like just draw a crowd that like maybe promoters would bring because it should be more organic. You know, there shouldn't be, I feel like there shouldn't be a room where it's all promoters. You wait, know? but you're a promoter. Yeah, by background. But at, at, at the end of the day, like. So you, wait, wait, wait. Explain that though. Explain, like, what kind of a promoter are you? You're not like exclusive to well, one venue. Well, no, no. Think? I mean, I, I do my. Um, Anything I work with, I try to make an extension of myself, right? Like, I want, you know, when people know that James is involved with the place, they want to know that the crowd is going to be a certain way, the music is going to be a certain way. Um, you know, they ex- have certain ex- expectations, right? Right. So even if they're, like, people that are coming with me or not with me, mm-hmm. like, they just know what to expect, you know? I want to brand it that way. It's not like a a party by the name, right? But it's like, oh, I work at this place, I work at this place, right? They know what to expect. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know... Not a shit show. Not a, not. There's no promoter. There's maybe only one or two guys in that room. You know what I mean? The rest is just like people coming to just have a good time. And we could be selective with that. So you align yourself specifically with certain venues. Yes. That aligns with your yes. perspective. Not, not commercial. More downtown. Um, yeah. But but you, this this um this outlook that you have right now. What I mean, how has it changed from before? Maybe like ten years ago, well, or 15, well, you know yeah. What I'm well, I mean, I think when you start, like, you know, if say you're you're a promoter, your whole purpose is to bring people, right? And then slowly mm-hmm. throughout the years, you know, you get exposed to different people, and then you know, I, I hate to make it like, uh, I hate to sound like this, but you curate your own, you know, your people you you surround yourself with, right? You surround yourself with a lot of DJs. I also surround myself with a lot of DJs, right? But but they're trying to get gigs from you. That's why. Not always. Wrong reason. Not always. Not always. But Yo, like James, man, what's up, man? You're my best friend, James. You want a drink? But but you know when whenever whenever start saying his start saying his name right. Here's my new T-shirt, <laughs> James Gray. You know you know over the years you 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 cultivate different relationships with different people and then. You know, you have to um, understand how that changes. You know, like certain places I work with, you had to come, you had to change your, your, the way you did it. You know, like when you first met me, I was doing these big Asian parties with 200, 300 people. Yeah. You know, and now I don't really have that demographic of Asian people that come out because like slowly over the years have I, have I changed and, and worked with different places. I've had to learn what that place needs. But an Asian crowd in New York is probably like bottom of the barrel. Um, in New York standards, no, I mean, yes, it they're, is. They're, look, it's weird because there's no Asian parties anymore, really, right? Because now it's more they're in like like when I was when I was first in uh, in New York and I was doing these Asian parties, I would never go to these commercial nightclubs. I would never go to Marquee or like mm-hmm. anything on Twenty Seventh Street, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Pink Elephant and all this stuff. I couldn't get into in my mind, right? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't go with my like Asian friends to these places because in my head, as bad as it sounds, I was like, oh, I won't get in. I won't. We won't be accepted, right? Mm-hmm. Which is different now because, like, now you groups of ethnic groups can go in and out of different places. I mean, yeah, the doors are mad racist back in the day. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean yeah, they're probably just, still a little racist now. Yeah, <laughs> look, you see, like, a very group, racist. So actually, you though. see a group of ten black black people to come in. Like, they're they're not gonna have the easiest time to come in unless they, they know somebody or they're spending money, right? It's just like it's just sometimes the the true the 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 
brutal reality of clubs sometimes, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And like it's something that you see all the time because of TikTok and stuff. They'll say, oh, the door is racist or this is racist, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I can't say they're wrong sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you think yeah. it's a little more integrated now? Oh, yeah, 100%. Because yes. you'll, go, you'll go to these commercial clubs and it'll be like Vegas where you'll see, look at that group of black people, look at that group of people, uh, Asian people, look at that group of Indian people, or whatever, right? Right. You'll see more. But like you said, you can't go in with a group of 10 black people trying to get into a venue. I mean, in New York in or in Vegas? Both. It, no, Vegas, you could do that. Vegas, you could do, right? Mm, you, you, think so? speaks to, you think Dre's is like, Dre's is a hip hop <laughs> club. Like, other, other than Dre's. Oh, yeah. I see like 8,000 tables of just other all than black Dre's or yeah. the other venues, this like yeah. kind of hard. Oh, you gotta wait a nah, while. I think money talks in Vegas. There's too many venues now. Vegas, yeah, they're not, they're not Vegas, discriminating. Look, look, I say it all the time. It's like taxi like cabs, man. I say this all the time, right? In, <laughs> in Vegas, if you wait in line, eventually you're probably going to get in, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm yeah. saying. Right? Yeah. In New York, if you're waiting in line, you're probably not getting in. Okay, right. <laughs> that sounds more reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just uh, Vegas, thousand plus people. New York. Mm-hmm. 100, 200 people, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a very yeah. different dynamic. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about these huge rooms in Vegas. Like, mm-hmm. yo, like, they're not they're not discriminating no more. Like, money talks. Yeah. So they just let, yeah. Vegas is like, we'll let anybody in. Because mm-hmm. remember, like, when I first moved out here, mm-hmm. they didn't let, like, big girls in. Yeah. Yeah. You Damn. never saw. You serious? You, no, that fam, was, that's, that's real. Fam, you Shit. never saw, like, like, you know, like, big girls summer. out there. Yeah. You didn't see big girls. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they also didn't let you in unless you were in black shoes. I'm about to say, I used to hear rumors that they used to have these meetings before the club opens. Like, you ain't can let a percentage of black people into the venue. That's crazy, man. It's It's like when All-Star Weekend was at this nightclub that we were DJing at. Mm -hmm. The All-Star Weekend, they brought metal detectors for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was (laughs) just... I mean, they, 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 I mean, they, you know, they, they, uh, I mean, everyone felt safe like a motherfucker, but like, they patch you, they patch you down for every town group venue now. Yeah. You know, they, they legit everything. I heard during that same weekend, Shaq didn't get in because he had shorts on somewhere. Well, no, that was another weekend. That was another weekend. Yeah, that was another time. And he said he was going to buy the club. It was light. (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to let me in? I'm going to buy this club. They're like, yeah, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, okay, Shaq, we're big fans. (laughs) Good luck. Damn. <laughs> Wait, oh, so man. I feel like you're you're making it sound like Asian crowds weren't the worst crowds in nightlife. They were when a, when a nightclub. <laughs> what are you, yo, son? What are you telling me, son? What when are you a nightclub, me to say? I'm saying that when a club opened, it was hot. It was dope. Uh-huh. It's mostly a white uh-huh. Jewish European crowd, right? And then as it starts like getting a little played out, they're like, let's do a Sunday with Black Diamond or a Black Party. Uh-huh. Well, and big, then the big stand, yeah. Well, big stand. It's, it's, wait, 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 wait. And then, and then, the, then they would do like then the cl- club would be open to black people, and right. then it would go to Latin, and then it would go, yeah, yeah. and then it would go to like what was before Latin, after Latin. It was probably Asian, Asian was the Latin. Yeah. Then it was Asian. There was like, there was like a time ticking. Like that right. club's got eight months. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> when a club turned Asian, it was like yo. I tell you what, they loved us. Any, any party, any any club that gave us their um, uh, July Fourth, uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve. Yo, so Chris, uh, yo, talk about Christmas in New York. Oh. Christmas in New York, right? Because huh? all because all the white and black people and Latin people, right? They're all at home with their families, uh-huh. but most Asians are like Buddhist or something, so they no, don't celebrate no. Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then so, so you did all, that night, that no. Christmas Eve. So night? that's Christmas Eve was the only time Asians were allowed to like party in the like the good clubs. No way. <laughs> no, no. It was you know, true. you know, you know what it was <laughs> because it was, and I would go out on Christmas Eve and I because I was like I want to see Asian people. They, like I never see Asian people. 
So I, I would go to the, I would I would go to Hero on Christmas Christmas Day or Christmas Eve with this well, motherfucker. And would, I would go they to would, this party. They would give us like off days, you know, like back back then Hamptons was a big thing. So any holiday weekend they'd be like, "There's no our crowd is not here in New York, right? We got we have to make money." Yeah. So who who are we gonna give it to? And we bring would your, bring your, your yeah. Asians, bring yeah. your Asians in because Asians <laughs> Asians didn't go to the Hamptons at that time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was these Asians whiter like, than wow, I've never been to Marquee. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. That's <laughs> yo with, without without That's Hamptons. Farming. Wow, without I mean, having the, without having the opportunity to be in those rooms, I wouldn't be here right now. Honestly, you know, because mm. I would never have been. Um, uh, going to these marquees, to the pink elephants, to whatever, right? And I remember just being exposed to that, and I was just like, "This is so cool." I felt so like you would only read about these things in page six or something, right? So that's how you started going from like when you did Hero. Mm-hmm. It was the Asian. Mm-hmm. I forgot it was like Friday or Saturday. Friday, Friday nights. Friday, Friday nights. Friday nights was all Asian, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the off nights, that's when you started getting to know. These operators in the yeah. in the good clubs, yeah, yeah, because they were like, we need <laughs> good, we good need clubs. the Asians to come on these off nights when everyone. Well, well, I have a question: Was Hero still popping? Like I remember, you used to DJ there, right? There were I I, well, I knew, I've look, seen look, you there. I was homies with security, right? Mm-hmm. So like all my homies and I knew all the security and all of nightlife. Like I knew all of them because mm-hmm. like my my boy Javier. Yeah, I know Javier, and, yeah. and uh, they he owned like the security companies, so yeah. I was like cool with him. And I, I knew everybody. It was like Kevin. Yeah. Um, so we would go um, Sim, too. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Sim. Yeah. yeah. Shout to Sim yeah, and Kevin right. and Javier. So I would go to the fucking... I would go to Hero because that was the, one of their main accounts mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. And then it did start falling off a little bit. And that's when they started doing the Asian yeah, yeah, parties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's when we took over Fridays, probably 2005. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like, a club in New York at that time was not letting Asians into the party unless they had to. Like, you know... <laughs> Like, cause all the Asians were like from Flushing Queens or New Jersey, yeah, like Fort it was, Lee, it or whatever. Was, it was it was different for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. As soon as I got able to to get into these places and exposed to it, I just saw like a different side of nightlife. Right. You know, I was only exposed to one thing. It's all I knew, right? And then you you get to see something else. You're like. And he's like, like, damn white girls. Oh shit! <laughs> damn, where they been hiding at? Damn, damn. look at these. No, they finally uh, let me in. Look at the I blonde was, hair. Only shit I read about in, <laughs> in, 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 in New York Magazine. <laughs> My God, she's taller than me. They're all taller this is like than me. The TV the shows. Uh, what are these models? <laughs> this is like sets in the city. This is like entourage. <laughs> yeah. So, so I wanted to get. I just I got intoxicated. I was like, how do I get involved in the scene? And that's how it started. You know. I had to start all over again in a way. Mm-hmm. It was, and then you know, it was like honestly, I would, I would, I forgot how we met though. I, I don't remember how we met. I was just hanging out, obviously. Yeah, just probably, probably around that, probably around that time yeah. when I was, when I had one foot in, and still in the agency, and yeah. one foot out, trying to like get started in the other scene. Yeah, pretty much starting with Pink Elephant. You know, that's mm-hmm. where I met like Sean, and mm-hmm. I knew a lot of. That's when I first started meeting a lot of the DJs at the time. You know. A lot of the mood swing guys like Jason Smith, PS1, mm-hmm. Sean Perry was in that kind of like in that kind of mix of people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chachi, and then right. David Barry. You know, all those guys I would meet, and then everybody I would meet was at that Wednesday party at Pink Elephant. You know, that's where I get exposed to like, you know. The- so you started coming up in New York doing like the DJ AM clone era, kinda. yeah, 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 yeah. When everyone in New York started trying yeah. to sound like DJ well, AM, all five or six. Yeah, but yeah, you exactly. didn't know because you didn't know they were. No, you didn't I mean, know. you know, you had the you had the MP3s and the, the mixes, and you're like, oh, that sounds very, very similar. Yeah, but like yeah. I didn't mind it. You know what I mean? Because like it was still fresh to me. It wasn't like I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna play this next, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so. 
But we like promoters were probably like, yo, like why not? Like everyone wants to hear AM, so like well, yeah, open you, format. Like AM? Open format then. I mean, I still feel like open format then was my favorite era of music. To me, it was a lot of fun music. The and AM era. AM saying. era, yeah. yeah. AM era. Um, and you could show skill with that, I think. You know, yeah. it wasn't this mumble rap now that's very <clears throat> slow. You know, there's a lot of lot of more fun music you could play. I was so, gonna ask you what your favorite era was. Yeah, yeah I feel like I feel like that mid to late two thousand era. I, I feel think. like you missed like the early two thousand. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was the, the most bananas era, yo. It was like th- I'm actually very, very fucking grateful. That's the rise of probably bottle service, right? Yeah, yeah. and hit the rise of hip hop in nightclubs, mm-hmm. like in the main rooms. And I, you yeah. know, what? I talk with with Stone Rock a lot because Stone Rock is kind of he's from New York. Shout to Stone Rock, and he moved to L.A. I think in the early two thousands, the late nineties. Mm-hmm. And he's like, sometimes we talk, and he's like, I fucking regret moving to L.A. because I could have, I could have had my start as a DJ in New York during that era, and it was like the best. It was the best era for New York nightlife, in yeah. my opinion. Which, mm-hmm. which I might be wrong because the '90s earlier could have been better than that. Yeah, 2000s I mean, I feel like it everyone was just as good. Like going from midnight, late '90s, going into early 2000s, that was just like the best. You know, that I think I think amazing. every like, uh, every era, people can be like, "Yeah, this is the best," right? But you know, we were also very young, a lot younger then, right? When yeah, you're in your yeah. early to early 20s. Everything's fun. You know, you know, I was about to say like early '90s. It was definitely a great era to go into clubs. Yeah, I was really DJing back there. But when I started DJing like the late '90s, early 2000s, of course I'm gonna say, oh, that was like a dope yeah. era. Because that's it's it's when also I first different. It's also different when you life. have experience and you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And when when you don't know what's going on, it's like you're just like a civilian. You just go out. You're like, oh wow, look at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's people, yeah. and you don't even know they're promoters, right? Or mm-hmm. you don't even know like those people are like paid to be there. And yeah. you're like, oh my god, look at those hot people. Mm-hmm. They're having so much fun or whatever, right? And yeah. like you don't know, know the DJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's different. All new it's to all you. new to you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like and like I remember when, I got, when you first started going to Vegas. I remember thinking how cool like light was. I remember how cool like rain was. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like some people were like, "This is probably trash," but I thought it was so cool getting into Pure for the first time and like waiting in this long line and having to tip the doorman to get in, like because mm-hmm. they're all just corrupt over there, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody, hundred dollars. I'm like, all right, cool, let's do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not waiting in this line. Yeah, a lot yeah. of motherfuckers got bagged at, at exactly. Pure. Yeah. Yeah. Guys had like pockets lined to their knees, right? Just for tip <laughs> money. It's crazy, right? Oh, they, yeah, they had... Um, and they got caught out there eventually. But they, you had, know what I mean? they had suits tailored yeah. with secret pockets yeah. along, the, along the pants. That's insane. But, but I remember going into Tao and Pure and be like, this is amazing, right? And nice me level. now, I wouldn't... You know what I mean? I, I was like, if I'm not in the... It's whatever now. Yeah, if I'm not in the <laughs> DJ booth or VIP you know, stage, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to that place. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a lack of intimacy in big rooms now. Yeah. It mm-hmm. seems like it's... um. It's formulaic. Yeah. It, the way big rooms are right but now, it's like, you know. That's the only way you make money out here. You yeah. need a big room. You need a big DJ or act to there's a couple. Of, there's a couple of venues that are doing it right, and they're keeping it interesting every fucking weekend, and it's so much work, mm-hmm. And uh, but they're doing it really, really well. You know, for you know? me, like in New York, I love working at those small rooms because I can paint a paint a different picture of the way I want to paint it, you know? See, I miss DJing small rooms. I miss... Yeah, you you, I mean, you, you know, came with me a few times like, yeah. to like the blonde and right now, like that's my... Like, I, want, I want to talk about like kind of this like... Because it's kind of a return to an open format mm-hmm. era. Mm-hmm. Right now, the downtown New York scene mm-hmm. is kind of re, re, revisiting 
that open format era. It's very yeah. different. Like, you know? Yeah, I think I think we went through cycles, right? We went through like the short period of electro and then we went to like this EDM phase, like yeah. house music, like European house, right? And then like all like the Swedish house mafia and like yeah. Dead Mouse and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where like it was so cool to be that and it was all about bottle service and get into these clubs. And then <clears throat> we had this total switch to just hip hop, like real hip hop, like just nothing but her- hip hop, which again, you know, like, um, I don't know, it's not PC to say it, but there'd be urban parties and they would be sprouting up everywhere. Like these just hip hop parties. Yeah. And then and then that was working for a while. And then now it's kind of like, you know, people want a selection of music. Well, house, want, house is coming back. Yeah. Classics there's is coming there's back, places in you know? New York City where um, you're not allowed to play anything past 1984. They don't hear nothing in the 2000s. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. Yeah. You know? I mean, like they're not they're not like any places you've probably heard of, but they're mm-hmm. you know bar lounges, and they want to just want an old vibe. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and I love that. I go there, and I pay for drinks there, and no one knows who I am. But I just like it because it's so different, and I want to I want to you know be a part of it. I want to listen. I want to experience it. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know the places that I work at, I want open format. I don't want just hip hop. Right. I mean, obviously Sundays at Saf are a little bit different because it's a strip club. But you know the other places I work at, like I want them to play. 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and also play current too. You know what I mean? But I want them to play the whole thing up and down, right? And when you're really good at that, it's amazing because you can have that crowd just like, you can go through so many emotions with the crowd, you know? It's a a little jaunting, some of it, because it's like a new style of mixing Mm -hmm. where sometimes the BPMs don't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, of course. And then it's just abruptly going from like, mm -hmm. it's like going abruptly from abba into mm-hmm. like migos right yeah. but like but it's, it's kind of but as a dj you're kind of like uh, like it's it's it a, may, yeah i mean i can't speak technically wise yeah. but yeah it probably is against a lot of stuff that you do know about beat matching and right. all that stuff and transitions but like it is kind of like a cardiac like like a just a you know a jolt you know, but boom yeah you're like let, let's get the crowd engaged yeah like oh shit it's you know? well it's it's kind of like I think the problem is is that sometimes the old way of DJing or like the, you know, open format, maybe maybe like some of the DJs are just too predictable. Mm. You know, like the mixes become too predictable. Mm-hmm. Like when someone a DJ plays Hot Boy, they play, you know, uh, Ooh. Ooh, right? Yeah. Or like, you know, when they do, when they do this, it goes into another yeah. song, into another song, into another song. So do you do you, you almost know? have to like tell yourself to like be less technical? Yeah, mm-hmm. like you, like you but, almost have to fight against yourself. Be like, I know this is the way I get to this. Yeah, but I'm gonna be like, you know what? Let's just get to it. But mm-hmm. but it, the funny thing is, it's almost like the jaunting and the the abruptness of the next mix yeah. is almost purposely done to make people stop. Yeah, and be like, what's going on? Well, and then they hear like Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, from and, the and, top. Yeah, and, and you'll play it out. <clears throat> and there's a difference when that happens as to where if you like kind of mix it and you blend yeah. it in. Obviously, that would be kind of like it would be more musical, but then the, I, I see like it's interesting to see how it affects people. Mm-hmm. But I also think sometimes the crowd is getting, I don't know, I, f- I feel like sometimes they grew up on like maybe their homies DJing. Mm-hmm. So they're, get, they're not used to like good technical DJs. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's a fine line you have to cr- uh, walk between being technical and also playing to the crowd. You know, right. mm-hmm. and and uh, you know, shout out to DJ Truth on Saturdays at the Blonde. He does a really good job with mm-hmm. it. He, yeah, 
he he keeps the room going past three o'clock, and then there's a guy that closes, and he he plays some similar the same. And I've been there past four o'clock, yeah. and that's a lot for me to be at a place when the lights turn on because usually, you know, I want to be home by that time, or I want I want to be somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know. And for for me to be engaged, for for my people to still stay there past a certain time, and not be like let's go somewhere else. I mean, granted, there's no. It's not places to go to, but I'm about to say at least back in the days you had to yeah. the trace of going to One Oak, yeah, One Oak, night, yeah, One Oak, hours, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of like you're limited. You're like, nowhere's going to stay open past four o'clock. Mm-hmm. So if you're there at three o'clock, might as well stay there, right? Yeah. yeah. So wait, wait. So let's talk about Sapphires though. Your party, mm-hmm. which is you've been doing that for like almost ten years, right? Uh, eight years. Eight, eight years. Man. September eighth, two thousand thirteen. It's Sin Sundays. Sin Sundays. We've and had. Everybody DJ from I mean pretty much well, you two yeah mm-hmm. you. You've five been I've been there, been yeah. there. Little on a John. Sunday yeah. Sunday is crazy I gotta go yeah I mean five every every all of our homies have DJ there yeah every celebrity has pretty much been there mm-hmm. I mean when you, I was just listening to the podcast and you said you were there you were there for the a boogie night right yeah yeah I was so you were there it was you me and Marty play yeah I mean Travis Scott was there uh, Nelly was there uh, Trey Songs was there mm-hmm. that same night you know what I mean. Because there's nothing else going on, and that when people know it's the party, it's the only only real Sunday party going on. Then it's just lying down the block, hip hop police there. Um, you know, <laughs> Damn, the hip hop police, yeah, hip hop yeah. police. Yeah, man, but like, kind of, kind of break down. Like when you started that party, right? It was like it was very weird to to bring nightlife people to a strip club. No? Yeah, it was it was it was a task. Um, when we had the part, when we had a meeting to kind of talk about it, I wasn't like I didn't see it yet. You know, like I. There was no eleven at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. So people, mm-hmm. people always like, oh, it's like eleven. I'm like, no, man, eleven's like us, kind of. If you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, Ruben Araneta was the founder of the party, and he brought me in, and we had a meeting with the owner, and Gino was there, mm-hmm. and uh, and they were kind of selling me on the party, and I was like, I was like, you know what, fuck it, let's try it, right? It was a Sunday, and I walked the room and I picked my table. <laughs> And then yeah, I mean for the for I remember just like texting people and like telling people about it, and they're like, "You're crazy! It's a Sunday night. You're trying to go to a strip club in the yeah, upper. Yeah. It's not the Upper East Side, but 60th and First. Yeah, think about it. It's not an easy sell. Yeah, because everything's downtown. Everything's yeah. 14th. Yeah. Like out of nowhere. Everything's 14th Street. If you or even below. Do, if you even do something on 42nd Street in Times Square, they'll look at you funny, right? I mean, that's, so yeah, imagine, that's horrible. Yeah. So imagine trying to imagine trying to take people to 60th Street and First Avenue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was just. Uh, it, we we had a really good team with us, but I mean, I, I I went out of my way to make sure, like it was it's we started as an industry party, right? We want to make sure industry supported, so I made sure that everybody from Tau Group, from Butter Group, from from Catch, from whatever, was going to come and support. I'd be like, I'm going to give you a table, mm-hmm. you know. At that time, we had access to like sprinters and limos and stuff, and I would just like ask them to send them cars and pick them up, you know. We would do dinners and stuff, right? I would go to Bounce and just like. Have the promoters just all get into the sprinter. I'm like, you guys are coming. I'm gonna get you guys dinner, and I mean that's how we started. It was very guerrilla, uh, and then it's interesting because people come there now and they see this party with, you know, this celebrity or this celebrity or uh, this. You know, it's it's packed party. Yeah, and they have no idea what it took to like even get close to this this party. So I mean, it's it's very. Um, I'm proud of it. You know. I'm very like I take a lot of pride in that because it wasn't easy and and I'm the only one still there mm-hmm. for the party and like you know Crooked's been there from the start and you've seen it so yeah I've seen it it's like grown so much but like honestly like this year it be, it just became mega yeah we're to the point where like I would walk to the rope 
there'd be some people coming in, maybe like 20 or so. Yeah. Now when I walk to the rope, I can't even get to the rope. It's crazy. It's, it's, like, I'm nah, in, it's like I'm in front of like yeah. Marquee or Avenue yeah. or like One Oak. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. I have to push my way to the fucking yeah. front. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? We, and, we had know? it. We had it like that at a certain point. Like it, after we got it really started for the first year or two. Mm-hmm. And then we had it like a line down a block and like, um, and then people couldn't get in. And it, it and then and then other Sunday parties came up, and they kind of took a lot of our crowd. Right. Um. And then and then for a period it was just kind of like dead. Like you know back then we had like Little John and we would definitely have a lot of you guys and Five and and other people from the West Coast come and Vice would be in there Ruckus you you name it right, right. we had we had all the top open format guys in that room and um and then at some point it just we just kind of like let it just ride out and just it was to me. I was not motivated to do that party like pre-pandemic for the last two years that I was involved with it. I was like, I'm just going to come. It's like I was just going through the motions. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was like, these DJs that we have, I'm not excited about it. But then when we had the initial discussions this past summer to restart the party, we were, we were like, when do we do it? They were initially doing it in September. And then they're like, what do you think about July? I was like, I'm, I'm ready right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if we do it right now, like it's gonna go crazy well you cornered the market for like hip hop on yeah. Sunday oh yeah you know what I'm saying like, and, and they and they've you know credit to them they've they put a lot of money in terms of acts yeah they've had Fabulous Jadakiss Fetty Wap Bia. you had, you had Jadakiss before he did the uh, the verses before yeah. his verses. rate went yeah. up yeah before the verses before his rate right. went up you got him right before yeah right for his rate exactly right for his rate yeah right for his you, rate he was yesterday's up. rate yeah, yeah yesterday's, yesterday's rate ha <laughs> 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 ha he was literally yesterday's, yesterday's price yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he I mean he murdered it Um, you know we had, what was it before the first verses he did versus Fabulous or the one it was the f- before the Dipset one, no, it was the Dipset it, one, right? Uh, it was the Dipset one, the big one where he fucking blew his shit oh, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, But sorry. but Fabulous was actually hosting the same night as him, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, every night, like every every Sunday, it's interesting. I mean, I've, you know, my, my uh, we we have celebrities in there all the time. Yeah, I, I sometimes when I go in, it's crazy because I remember going in and I've when it first started. They had these rules for the DJs, mm-hmm. where like you could you had to play three minutes mm-hmm, of a song. Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't yeah, do that no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah wait, yeah, so wait, yeah. so we would have to DJ for the dancers, right? Yeah. First mm-hmm, of all, we mm-hmm. were DJing on the side. Mm-hmm. We were like in this like off to the yeah. side where the mm-hmm. lighting guys were, and we were DJing, and we had to we had to DJ three three minutes for every song because that's how long the lap dances right. should have been. Minimal right. two minutes. If you didn't do two minutes, yeah. you, the, yeah. the, the light didn't the lighting guy would come up to you, or yeah. or the or the the house mom, whatever it is, they would be like. You You're fucking longer. up, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if I, you couldn't quick mix, you couldn't do like, you couldn't, yeah. you had to and play. It, the and it was doing like a set. You it was counterintuitive to, because like, wh- why are we paying these like guys x amount of money to, to DJ to like DJ, an iPod? To, yeah, exactly. To DJ like an iPod. Yeah, like it was probably you're just sitting there for like a minute two minutes be like it was right. cool because they would pay me really well you could probably like, go right, to the cool. bathroom and like yeah. you know have a shot at the bar come back mm-hmm. switch it go yeah. back and be like <laughs> oh, we got <laughs> fucked up yeah we um <laughs> yeah no we we got rid of that thankfully uh because we we installed a timer on the screen <laughs> so yo when you go in the club and, now right <laughs> it's a clock there's like the, there's all these screens like you know that, that's yeah. like LED screens and yeah, shit yeah, yeah. and then there's a little clock on the yeah. side of it that's it's like a, eight minutes it counts out ten every, minutes. Eight, every ten minutes it goes to ten minutes um, and yes yeah, it's, it's just for the girls to like reference yeah reference the time how long they're gonna shake yeah, yeah. And, 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 and yeah <laughs> 
Yeah. And I get at, <laughs> I, was, I, was I get I get asked that all the time. They're like, what's that thing? I was like, it's for the dancers. Yeah. Because it looks like something's about to happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like some lost some lost shit, right? <laughs> what's the timer? I'm like, don't worry about it. Jesus. But yo, now it's like a crazy hip hop party. Yeah. And like, yo, it's it's nuts because it's like Usually strip clubs don't let you have your phone out. They don't let you do social media. Yeah, right, right. Because there's naked shorties right, yeah, there. Right. You know? Yo, like here, it's like you could do. It's welcome, actually. Yeah, you well, could, well you know? at 11, they let you do that, too, for the most part. If you have a table on the dance floor. They but let isn't you that there. more like a club, club, club? Well, I mean, well, it's then Sapphire's kind of known as yeah. a strippy, you know? No, 11 no, no. is nah, a yeah, strip 11's, club. 11's, yeah. Oh, yeah, 11's a strip club yeah. in the middle. 11's a strip club. They, yeah. they started just doing ill-ass fucking parties. Yeah. I think it really blew up when, like, Drake fucking hosted... I think that Drake did a night one there, and that was like, it was a rap. Has James that. Harden gone into uh, Sapphire? Yes. How crazy is that? Uh, he's known to be like he, he he's been a there. Spender. I mean, everyone everyone's been there. You know, Jay Balvin's been in there. Like a lot of athletes have been there for sure. Oh, okay, because I heard that James Harden used to just blow half he's, of his paycheck. He, he doesn't drink, by the way. No, he doesn't. He doesn't drink, but he loves women. He just loves the show. Loves <laughs> women. What athlete doesn't love women? I don't know. No, no, it's a no, broad James fucking statement. Yeah. yeah, James Harden loves women. Let's start talking about Jordan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Pippen. And Oakley. And these motherfuckers. Let's talk about Pippen. This motherfucker <laughs> ran yeah. through everything. <laughs> <laughs> Your fucking athlete list must be crazy, right, in New York? How, do you the baseball they, players go in there? Because uh, they have the most no, money. No, uh, no, baseball players don't go out. Oh, okay. They don't go out. Uh, football players go out. Hockey players go out. Basketball players, not so much because they're so tall. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what is that? They, 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 they stand out. Yeah. They can't, but I mean, can't but, blend in with everyone else. I, I remember one time I brought this uh, seven foot center there, and he wouldn't he wouldn't sit down. He kept on standing up, and he was like towering, towering. I'm like, yo, it's bigger than the pole. <laughs> yo, you gotta sit down, like, and it, he was so tall that even if you sit down, he was still like pretty tall his yeah. legs were like up to your chest so like guys like that you got to put in the vip so section stupid. so people don't see him mm-hmm. you know like if james harden's there he's not in the gem pop you know yeah he's got to be like in the champagne yeah i mean I, I one time i brought uh zach efron there and and i brought him to my table and if you know my table it's in the, in the middle and i was like this is not gonna work <laughs> you know what i mean because people started stopping and taking a look at it like is that and then you know what i mean like no, no, no we have to go to champagne like we need security around us mm-hmm. so yeah, you know, high school musical in there, bro. Yeah, it's it's actually a really like it's a dope party, and I've seen it like grow since like over the mm-hmm. past eight years. Because I even told him like, "Yo, James, why are you promoting at a strip club, fam? This is a bad look in New York." Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And it's then, it's weird. You ch- you change people's perception, and and, yeah. and you know, Sapphire probably didn't have a lot of people that used to go there that go there now because of what the party has you know, done to the place. It was weird because I would go in in the beginning and I would see James with his fucking models at the table yeah. and then strippers yeah. and I'm like, yo, what? This yeah. is weird. This is like, <laughs> and the models were even a little uncomfortable in the beginning because mm-hmm. they're like, half naked chicks. Yeah, but yeah. obviously by the end of the night they're fucking yeah. buying lap dances well, and shit. But look, like, you look, know. You know, it's an industry party, right? And the last thing you want to do with an industry party is is have it at a club because if it's at a club then people think that they're at work. Mm-hmm. I would feel like I'm at work. Yeah. But if, you, if you're at a, a place that's unfamiliar, which is hopefully a strip club, maybe not for Something Crooked. Something different. Crooked lives at one. But like, you know, if you have a strip <laughs> club, right? To, then then, then, then people, people automatically feel less like, like you know? Little, yeah, yeah, more loose, loose little, right? Yeah. So when, when people, like, the best thing for me when I go out is to see people have fun. Yeah. When, I, when I see, like, you see the uh, people's eyes and their energy, you're like, 
this is great. This is amazing. It's an amazing feeling. Just like when you're DJing, you know the crowd is into it. You're like, this is a, a you get a euphoric feeling. And I feel the same way when I when I throw a dope party and I see dope people there and they're just enjoying themselves. You know. Well, don't you think, especially industry people? Don't yeah, but yeah. don't you think New York needed something different like that? Because you would even tell me like. Dude, like you would, you we would have these conversations, and he'd be like, "Yo, these models and all these this younger gen, they don't want to go to fucking nightclubs. They don't want to go to the bottle it, service it, spots." It, it right? became it became like um, definitely like played out. You know, people like again, people from our era when we used to be able to get into places, it was like, "Yo, you got into that place? It was so cool, right? You right. felt so honored, yeah, right? You're like, oh, I went there, and then and then slowly somehow it's like, oh, you went to a club." Ew, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but that's did, whack. But don't you think it also had to do with everyone comping bottles and like trying it to did, get it? It got watered right? down for sure. Right, it, it, the market got watered down. Like how long ago do you think this started happening? Oof. Oh man, five years, uh, more than that. Yeah. Probably, probably twenty twelve, maybe. There was a point where I would go back to New York and I'd be like, "This is whack." Yeah. Like New York is whack, and I would thousand, and the music was whack because they were. Because all the music was coming from the West Coast yeah. in like the early 2010s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And New York was not playing those records. Do you understand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like and the Mustard were, Era. The Mustard Era. Ty Dolla Sign. I would go to New that. York yeah. and I'm like, yo, they're fucking behind. They're still playing like PSA, Jay-Z. And I'm like, this is whack. Yo. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. You know what Damn. I'm saying? <laughs> PSA and, they're play, and, they, and they're still playing like house songs like... I just came to say hello, and I'm like, yo, I'm going. I'm like, I'm. I can't wait I to get know, back I'm to Vegas. I'm hearing that a lot lately. So I know that's coming back. back. Yeah, well, no, you're right. You're right. It wasn't. But, it wasn't creative. Like, and, yeah, you, you probably coming back home. You're like, this is this is whack. Yeah, like, New York yeah. was behind. I it, felt it like it was behind. I think it definitely had this period of just um, nothing creative. Right. Right. Everyone was just trying to copy like what was cool before, and no one's trying to like they change were, it up. And then they started. New York started copying Vegas, and I think when they started copying Vegas. Right, big room. That's when it got played out, and everyone yeah. was like, "I don't want to go to fucking." Well, New I mean, York like, the, I mean, I look, look. There's two things that came from Vegas, essentially, right? Lavo came from Vegas, mm-hmm. and the new marquee came from Vegas, right? Because mm-hmm. you remember the old marquee. The old marquee was like, yeah, dark and sexy. It was yeah. like it wasn't, you know, wasn't like it is now. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, I mean, not saying you know whatever. I mean, I feel like everyone needs options, but like. For me, like I said, I've always liked smaller New York City rooms, right? Mm-hmm. I've always loved these rose bars, the blondes, the old gold bar. You know, like these places that are small and you could be tight with who you let in. And you, again, it is one of those things because when you get in, you're like, oh shit, you got in? Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we can say no to people because we don't, we can't have that many people in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I feel like in essence a New York City place should be. Mm-hmm. That's the place that I like to be in. That's the place that I like to work at. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can go in, you could be like, yeah, like, you know, there's a dope, dope crowd in here. There's good music in here. And like as a DJ, you can play more intimately, I feel like. Yo, did you nice. guys get um, any kind of backlash from your following with the, um, you know, you have to show in the vaccine cards and all that kind of oh, stuff? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, because uh, <laughs> when I was out there, I was like, damn, like they were yeah, really taking it's, this shit it's, serious. It's, like, uh, thank I mean, God I brought mine. <laughs> I almost forgot. Yeah. yeah you, mo- most places are very strict with it. You know, yeah. most places are very strict with it. Um I mean, that's a whole argument. You have to have your card. You can't, like, have a picture. Yeah, no, you, you can have a picture of, a, of, it. Yeah. A okay, picture okay, of it. You know, and, and there's definitely, I mean, how can you? How do you really pronounce it, You're trying it, to right? carry that fucking card. I, I, I do know places <laughs> that, like, literally, they, you, you show them your CVS card and they let you in, right? It's mm-hmm. just kind of like, look, if, the, if you know somebody, you know somebody. Or then who's going to, like, stop you, right? Mm-hmm. If you're a guy trying to spend 5K on a table and you don't have your vaccine card, you think they're not going to take you? Yeah. Come on, let's be honest, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But, like, for the most part, they do check. Yeah. And I mean, 
you know, it's a whole discussion whether that's the right thing to do or not. It's like if you're worried about COVID, like, are you really going to a nightclub? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're like that COVID <laughs> conscious, are you like worried about every two hundred people having like, being vaccinated? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like. Uh, whatever I'd rather just file a waiver be like yo I was just shocked that like they were taking yeah, it serious they do yeah, uh, they do at restaurants playing. for sure yeah clubs clubs are a little bit more lenient with it but like mm-hmm. restaurants they'll like check your ID and yeah everything. I was yeah. last time I was in New York I went to a restaurant and I had a picture of my um my card on my phone and it was like you don't have your card with you and yeah. I'm like no oh let me think about it let me talk to so and so I'm like you serious yeah. <laughs> I was just in New Orleans and um I got stuck there because there was a hurricane happening that weekend and uh, my, I wasn't vaccinated at the time, and I had a um, a seventy two hour you know PCR test, mm-hmm. and I was there with a, like one day in between, and I got a PCR test, but I was there, but they didn't give me it in time. They wouldn't let me in, eat indoors. Wow, mm. oh shit, man! And I'm like, oh, I just took a test yesterday. I don't have the results. Like, damn, man. That's how <laughs> New Orleans, over there they do negative PCR or vaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. Which again, it's, it's crazy. It's like it should be PCR no matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm vaccine or not but I mean that's a whole different it's a whole yeah. different man. so you were like a homeless Korean man just wandering <laughs> no, the streets no. of New Orleans because look for no, a place to I eat. don't know if you know but New Orleans is pretty hot like you know what I'm saying yeah, like yeah, the human yeah. shit yeah. So, so you're in Vegas right now yeah you've been and uh, I was like I remember like you would hit me sometimes you would come to Vegas and you would know motherfuckers in Vegas that I didn't even know and it's like you would book tables. So you book tables in Vegas sometimes. You book tables in Miami. Yeah, no, of course. I, I mean, and then uh, motherfuckers appreciate because he would come out here, and sometimes he'd get treated better than me. He'd take me to catch, <laughs> and he'd get he'd have like oh, a fucking he'd yeah. have like an eight hundred dollar meal comped, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't get an eight hundred dollar meal comped at catch. You know, there's a lot. I can't of, even get know, a drink, a free drink. You just catch. you just see what's on the yeah. outside. You just see what's on the outside. You don't even know what's happening on. You know, behind the That's scenes, why I'm asking you know? questions, motherfucker. I'm what oh, I want to know. Constantly, you know, like every everything, you're just doing things for other people all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like taking care of things for people, whether whether it's beneficial to you or not, right? If like you're like never, never, you need like a chiropractor to go to New York. I'd be like, yeah, I know somebody for you. You know what I mean? Like you're just doing stuff like that for people all the time mm-hmm. who are in the industry, right? You're just mm-hmm. taking care of people, right? So like when you do need something, sometimes. You know, a reservation, easier, yeah. a table, a comp table. When I'm in Vegas this week, right? I'm gonna, I'm in here right now for a trade show, and and I'm gonna end up having to take people out, like not every night, but like a couple nights this While week. You're here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the ratio might not be great, and I might get a very low minimum, or I may get a comp table. Right? Yeah. It's not like they're just giving it to me for no reason, because mm-hmm. I've been sending them business, mm-hmm. right? Because I've known this guy for ten years, yeah. so it's like. You know, and, and likewise, they call me in New York. They're like, yo, I got somebody in, in Vegas, uh, from Vegas in town, or I have a client in town. Can you, can you like, take care of them or send them somewhere or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I'll treat them like they're my client because of that guy. Yeah. Because I respect that guy because that guy does stuff for me. So, again, I mean, it's all, like... Relationships. Yeah, all relationships. And that's what I, you know, that's what I do. My whole, everything I do is relationships. When you would come over here, I'd always be impressed. Like, as, you, as you came out here more and more... You had more relationships in Vegas, yeah. and you had more pull. But you, I mean, I started off again as that guy, just knowing nobody that has to tip somebody to get in the pure. So I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm, I'm saying, like, you, you've come a long way to the point where you are now, you know. And I've seen pretty much your whole the evolution, the evolution of yeah. everything, you know, to, I, to where to, to to the point where yeah, I you're go one, to New York. You're one of the few people that that have seen that whole evolution, right. you know, from from my my. Uh, Beginning days doing the Asian parties, like, fam, so like what I'm doing. I now. remember you did a party. I forgot the venue, uh-huh. and 
I think Momo was DJing, right? Uh-huh. I've heard this story yeah. a and couple no, of times. And literally no one showed up all night. Uh-huh. And it was like he was like debuting this new Thursday night or something. Uh-huh. And I think it was a huge rainstorm and uh-huh. no one showed up. Uh-huh. Was it was that Juliet? I think it was Juliet. It was Juliet. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And I think at the end of the night, (laughs) it might have scarred my mind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the night, we just got shit faced or something. We probably go eat cream barbecue. At the end of the night, the manager was like, "Turn on the lights." He's like, "Everyone, give James Huang a round of applause because no one showed up." (laughs) Wait, that's fucked up. I remember. And I was like, "Man, I'm gonna clip this so I can wake up to this every day." By the way, go ahead, continue. And then Momo would hit me like he hit me. He's like, "Dude, I felt bad. Like no one showed up." Yeah. And he's like, "And James never booked me afterwards." I felt like he maybe thought I was like bad luck or something. You know what I'm saying? No. But it's things like that like yo fam like i know your journey so when when i see when shit like that happened back in the day yeah and then you've told me this recently you say every day you think you're you're so grateful oh yeah man you know right? like like i don't know if you guys feel the same way but you know the pandemic was almost like going to jail for a lot of us right we yeah, had a sure. we had a forced vacation right yeah mm-hmm. and a lot of people like obviously it was great for them just like oh i don't have to work right but us it was identity like it was our purpose mm-hmm. and for me it was my purpose every day i woke up with purpose last year i had no purpose and you have a lot of time to think you have a lot of time to reflect you're like who was i before this who 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 am i going to be when i get the opportunity to be who i want to be yeah. right yeah and my my whole thing was like i was complacent just being like good at what i did you know i was always like yeah i work at this room i work at this club i'm one of the you know better guys around right and then i took the pandemic as the opportunity to be like, you know what? I was too comfortable. I was like, I'm not okay with just being good. I want to be great. I want to be better. So I literally, when things started opening up, I was like, you know what? I'm going to run shit now. You know? Like, I'm not okay with just being like the second guy in this room, right? I want to be the main guy in this room. You know? And you're I, doing it right now. And I am doing it right now. 100% I am. Shit. But like... I mean, he has haters, bro. He I do. Haters. I have I have mad that's haters. You know, that's that's motivated mad haters. haters. A good job. I have mad haters. Man. He has like random phone numbers and random Instagram accounts. <laughs> Yo, bro. Like they're calling you. Like I Yo, saw you post something you the James other day. Oh man, I it's, thought that was a joke. Somebody. No, it's serious, man. I get it. I get it on a. I get it on a not a daily basis, a weekly basis. It's like when you're trying to do something, you're doing your own thing, your own lane. Did you Did you respond back to that? I shit? I don't respond to nobody. That Oof. should That should motivates me. By the way, I get motivated by it. It's just like someone someone doubts you. Yeah, I wake up that next morning and be like, "All right, I'm gonna go work out. I'm gonna go for a run. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna crush this day." I, that's what I take it as. I take it as a compliment. It's really crazy because like, I want more people to send me hate. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, because like you're because you know you're doing the thing. Yeah, and you're doing your thing, and you're not fucking with other people that want to take from you, right? Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it. Because like, I see something and I know what I'm doing, right? And I I know I know what I want to do, who I want to do it with. And other people just want to get me involved. And you're like, dude, you're not involved. Like, don't take it in the wrong way. But, like, I'm just doing me with my, my crew, my friends. And the people people get mad offended. It's like, I'm not trying to be involved with you. Why are you trying to be involved? And it's really crazy, right? I guess it's not like, you know, someone who comes out from the hood and, like, gets famous, right? And you see people trying to, like, bring them down, right? I'm not saying it's like that. Mm-hmm. But it's very similar, right? People yeah. don't, they don't want you to be successful. Oh, they don't want you to do as they want you to do the same way they're doing. They don't want you to yeah. do better. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know if it's they don't want you to be successful. They want you to spread the wealth. They yeah. Want a piece yeah. of it, and you're not giving them a piece of it. Do you understand? What yeah. I'm so, I'm, you know. You know. I'm gonna say like I. I do what I do, and I'm very particular about how I do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't want like just to 
you know, when random people come up to me and they want to be like with me or whatever, I'm like, yo, like, I'm just, you know, please like go away, right? Yeah, where was you at the beginning? And people just get, (laughs) people, yeah, exactly. I do remember people who weren't there last year, right? Mm-hmm. People didn't check on you. They didn't like, yo, Neva, you good. Crooked, you good. D, you good, right? Mm-hmm. Jamie, you good. I know people who were like checking on me when I didn't have anything to offer them. No mm-hmm. access. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, who was, who was I to a lot of people? I was access. Mm-hmm. When they needed something, when they needed to go somewhere, when they needed a reservation, when they needed this or that, right? They would call me. Yeah. And when I had nothing to offer them, I remember those people. And then they hit you up now and you look at the message be like, 2019 or whatever, and you're like, get the fuck out of here, man. You know what I mean? Like, Damn. get the fuck out of here. You know, like, yeah. yo, James is on like revenge mode. Yeah, <laughs> no, I see that, man. <laughs> but you know what's crazy though? Like, I gotta give it to you. James. I feel like we could all relate to that. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like yeah, we all went through some dark times, and I oh, felt yeah. like. Yes. Like July of 2020, like 100%. no one was giving a fuck about Last me. Last summer, like, man, yeah. Hit me up to ask where I was DJing. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? No, 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 no was checkup call. Nothing yeah. was open last summer. Like, what, am I, what, what am I good for? <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Exactly. And now, when things start opening back up, I'm like, oh, now There's you no want to revenge. There's no revenge. I just, just like Wasp remembers everyone, I remember everyone too. Right. Yeah. You know? But you know what I'm saying? Have you seen Carlito's way? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> John Leguizamo is going to come. He's yeah, like, yo, yeah, Benny yeah. from the Bronx. Benny from the Bronx. So you got to be careful, right? That's, you're not wrong, and that's something I think about. You have to you have to let Benny from the Bronx eat. You got to <laughs> let him eat because when you're on that train, yeah. wait, what's your name? Who's, who's the white chick on... Uh, 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 whatever, yeah. Penelope something. <laughs> yeah, Penelope, Chris. I know the, that's yeah, that's the name. But oh no, Penelope character. Miller, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, not Penelope Miller. Yeah, something, yeah. something is, white no, like that. It, it is Penelope Miller. Yeah. When, yeah. when when fucking uh, you know yeah, yeah. when Carlito's on the train yeah. with Penelope Miller and he you're, fucking gets hey, what if I'm Benny from the Bronx? You're gonna get one of those moments. Yeah, no, you're not wrong, and that's why I always have my boys with me. That's why I leave in a car. I don't walk. I don't walk home no more. I get a car right away. Boom. Yo, I'm telling you right now, Splinter Van only. He escalates only. James, you're in a good position right now, yeah. and you're doing good things. You know what I'm saying? And I've seen where you came from, so I'm very proud of yeah, you. Thank you. Appreciate and you're it. one of the few Koreans. Like I don't know any Koreans in this industry, so for me, and it's a very it's a we've it, had talks about yeah. this. I mean, I take pride in that. Yeah, I take pride in being you know Asian American Korean. You know, and then be being able to be doing what I do at the top of the game, right? Well, the thing is, like Asian and nightlife. Nightlife is about being sexy, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you don't really look at Asian men and be like, yeah. Asian men are sexy, sexy right? Now. Yeah, sexy. You know, now. but like Asian white, white summer. You know what I'm saying? But like when you look at like, well, <laughs> you literally look like any other race, like a white dude, a black dude, yeah. a Latin dude. Like mm-hmm. there's a sexiness and exoticness, and with Asian, you just kind of be like, you know, like. So fucking, you know, there's all these stereotypes about Asian dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? No, I mean, people probably think that you're one of my favorite DJs because you're Korean, right? Oh, That's why, no, though, isn't it? No, no, but... <laughs> oh, he's actually good. No, no, but you're actually... You're, I mean, you're one of the dopest guys around. No, it's because Honestly. I'm Korean. Yeah, no. you have to look out for each other. <laughs> you know, you don't really sound Korean, but like, yeah, I mean, you know, like you would never know. It's because I'm Korean. Korean. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stick out, look out for each other. I mean, I was like, I was talking to him. I was like, yo, there's nobody else. Nobody else. In nightlife that's Korean that I know that I could be like I mean if I go to LA or like Cali I'm sure there's a ton of fucking Korean promoters and Asian promoters and all this stuff like not in New York City yeah. and in the epicenter at the highest realm of nightlife yeah. for James Wang a Korean dude to be doing well oh, yeah. man. and being don't one of me, the top dudes don't make me emotional stop it no but I'm <laughs> saying it means a lot to me man yeah, do you understand man. Because I appreciate that yo fam that's, that's why I brought up earlier talking about 
where Asians stood in nightlife in New York. I have to make that a point because to have one of the lead promoters in New York killing it right now in New York yeah. and having it be Asian American and Korean, that's a big deal for me. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, no. James, you don't know of any other Asian promoters in New York? I mean, there's... Uh, I mean, Ruben was kind of Asian. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, he's still around. Ruben's still around. Yeah. I mean, this he was kind of Asian. Asian. <laughs> I think he's Filipino. No, and, and he's an OG. You know, he's I, an OG. I, I still talk to him here and there. He you know? booked me... Uh, like way before, a long time ago, when I was still in New York for a few parties yeah. and stuff like that. I but he was, he was like a house party promoter. I think he did rehab. He was yeah, he was, rehab. A, he was an owner of rehab, I believe. Yeah, yeah. he was an so, owner of rehab. But he was more like a house base and I was hip hop. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, I, I love Ruben. I still talk to him here and there. Yeah, he's, he, that's an OG for real. He is an OG. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, when I look at James and uh, we have that, we have that connection, like. Yeah, it's very you know? hard. To, it, you know what? We're not young guys anymore. It's very hard to stay relevant in a young person's game, too. Mm-hmm. You know, doing doing what I do, doing what you do, and yeah, it's it's very hard. It's not it's not like it's not like it, it just happened, right? It, yeah. It's been a progression, but you've had to be you have to stay on top of it. You have to work at it. You have to stay relevant. You know what I mean? Like you have to you have to stay consistent with like what people want. You know, that's mm-hmm. why I do go out on nights when I don't have to be out. Mm-hmm. You know. And thank God for social media because that's a big part of what what it is now. Just mm-hmm. staying in touch with people, marketing, right? Yeah. So you know, what, you know what I love is that when he goes out, you know, he always has like he's has like a trail of models with oh him, right? God. Yeah, like, I know that. Yeah, they're like seven, six feet tall Sorry. models, <laughs> and then he has all of these little Asian, all of these Asian dudes with him. So it's like James Huang and these like little Asian guys with him. They're not little, by the way. I'm some of them. Are Shout little. out Shimon, Jacob, yeah. and Sean. Some of them are little, you know. And so like, there's this table of all these six foot models. Oh my god! And he's like four Asian guys, right? So he'll be like, he'll he'll text me. He'll be like, you know, come to Blonde, right? And I'm going into Blonde with my homie. I'm like. Damn, I don't know if I could find a table. And I see this table of like four little Asian guys and like all these tall models, right? And everyone's kind of looking at a table like, who are those guys? Do they, yeah. do they run Samsung or like <laughs> Samsung? Do they pay? Do they pay for these models? Why are they here? Do they run Samsung? Is nuts. You know, oh, that's funny. and he's like yelling at the waitress. And this is when, because like yo, I've known James for a long time. Oh. He's at like a different like he's like I don't know like he's like he's like Captain America Steve Rogers after he took the, the serum. Oh, he's Captain America right now. Captain America. I haven't hung out uh, with that James. Yeah, yo. yo James, James, <laughs> his chest is out. You know what I mean? I call All he's missing is like a shield with like call- a fucking Korean flag on it. <laughs> he's telling him, wait, wait, just he's like, oh I'll like come over and he's like, yo, what up, man? He's like. <laughs> Bring another a, a bottle of Casa Azul. I'm like, no, I'm not drinking. It's like, bring it anyway. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what the? F-? I'm like, what the? I'm fucking f-? emperor, man. This is, oh this is the New dude James. who used to be like, yo, uh, he's like, here, take this drink ticket. Here. <laughs> <laughs> you want? You want another one? You want another one? <laughs> here, take these two, man. And I, then I'll be with my boys. Like, yo, he gave me, he gave me three drink tickets. <laughs> Now he's just handing me and bottles. You gotta go to the corner of the bar instead yeah. of going Oh there. my God. Now he's handing me bottles. I'm like, yo, who's this Cap- Captain Korean man in the fucking club? Yeah. With his, his Asian Avengers around him. <laughs> oh my God, you're too much. I'm over there like, yo. The Asian Avengers. Yeah, I'm like sitting over here. I'm like, I guess this is my table. I gotta hang out with the other Asian guys at this table, man. No, but it's good, though. Oh, it's man. good, man. But don't don't forget about Benny 
Don't forget about Benny Blanco, fam. As long you know as, what I, I'm as long as I have my Asian Avengers with me, make, make sure everyone eats. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's it. But y'all, sure. I'm very, I'm very happy to see you. Obviously, this year and connecting yeah. with you, and and I'm glad we finally got you on the podcast. Yeah, man. This year. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I listen to this all the time. And, Thank you, man. And I'm glad I was able to come here and be part of it. Yeah, you would listen yeah. to the five episode, yeah. two hundred. Yeah, you? you were like, "That's not the five I know." That was that was a different uh, five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think he was intimidated by you, yeah. Crooked. He's not intimidated. I think he was too sober or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He knows I'm gonna he break his had, He just had come from a run too, so he got him a little bit. It's, a, it's yeah. the new DJ Five, you know. That's the yeah. corporate. Not five. not not the Travis Scott DJ Five. Oh no! Wow! Oh wow! Five is like Diplo now, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah. He's on he's some. A, he's a he's a working out influencer and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. He's beautiful. He looks beautiful now. You're chiseled. Oh, you look, yeah. I love like, I love seeing old DJ Five pictures and be like Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know what I mean. Do we come a long way? Old DJ Five throwing up in the in the garbage can. Yeah, eating Doritos <laughs> yeah. and shit. Eating late night. Beautiful. DJ with a cigarette. Right cigarette. Full in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Just chilling. <laughs> scratching yeah. the next song. Oh man, what a legend. Hey, yo, James. Thank you for coming through. Is right. there anything else we need to talk about at all? No? Nah, I think we covered, we covered it, yeah. everything. I think we covered everything. I don't know. There's a lot more we could talk oh, about. Oh, man. There could be a lot more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We didn't talk about the pandemic parties too no, much. No, no, not too much. You know. <laughs> He's Lito. quiet. Okay. <laughs> Lito's. Right, Allegedly. <laughs> all right. So, James, I'll fucking see you in New York, yes? Yes, sir. I think November, Thanksgiving weekend. November 28th. I'll Sapphire. be back in there. Yeah. I'll be Sapphires on Sunday. <sighs> yes, there you go. Sunday, my Monday. favorite spot my favorite spot <laughs> uh, yo James good to see you brother appreciate Always, you hey, James. for coming through man thank you man yes sir peace alright y'all peace so if you want to watch this episode on YouTube or view some of our older episodes as well you can go to youtube.com slash road podcasts like comment subscribe we post new episodes every Thursday every Thursday y'all without fail so definitely come check out the new episodes on YouTube on Thursdays 